0: Welcome to Restored Life Radio. At Restored Life, we believe you were created for a great purpose with great promise and provision. That's why we're here. We're here to help you overcome the obstacles that keep you from the pinnacle you were meant for. And now, here's our Restored Life coach, Dwayne Wolfe. Matthew 12, 33 through 35, when we think about uh, our lives bearing fruit, and we begin to think about... Uh, that we have a lot of trees in our orchard, actually, you know. Uh, we have a lot of trees in our orchard, uh, not just one. These trees may or may not be bearing fruit, and a lot of the bearing fruit of our trees is tied to the way we think, right? So Proverbs 23, 7, As a man thinketh, so is he, right? So the way we think... Um, we know that we know that uh, our whole being is tied to our thought life, right? Uh, so if you begin to think about something sexual, uh, you can get yourself all worked up and stimulated sexually. If you start thinking about, and Lily is amazing, Lily has some emotions, right? If you start thinking, that's our Labrador, um, if she starts thinking about something juicy on my plate her mouth starts literally, I mean, just like <laughs> drenching at whatever is handy. If it's the floor, hopefully that's the wood floor or, you know, whatever. But that's amazing, right? So well, we can be the same way when it comes to food. Uh, if we begin to think about um, an increase of a hope fulfilled, right? Proverbs says that a hope fulfilled is a tree of life, right? so and a hope uh, a hope deferred uh, is like death so if a hope if we start seeing some hopes fulfilled right then we can get very elevated in the joy realm the happy realm uh we can get a lot of uh happy emotions uh i've been watching sterling uh this has been a cute journey so sterling and you know, we told Sterling to make money so that he could buy a car and to work hard, save money. And uh, he spurned m- many of his opportunities. Uh, and and we kind of, you know, jabbed him a little bit about spurning many of those opportunities uh, coming into his 16th year. And so he didn't have much money saved up. And um, so he probably, and I think it was affecting his countenance, you know. Uh, and uh, he wasn't—he wasn't too overcome. Well, it was just affecting his countenance. So, but this has been a breakthrough year for Sterling, okay, financially. And he got to buy a pickup truck, and he's got money in the bank, and and it's so funny to watch his countenance. It's so funny to watch how it's lifted him. So, our thought life, though, my point is, your thoughts, your thoughts, everything is everything. Uh, with to do with destination with to do with direction uh, is being the generator for all that is your thought life right uh, and your thought life begins to flood your emotions and it begins to affect you in such a way that eventually if you think on something long enough you 'll engage your confession and your body you 'll begin to talk about i 'm going to buy a truck this is strong if Lily could talk, she would be saying, "I'm going to eat that steak." Okay, so you know, but you begin to you begin to engage your confession, and you begin to engage movement, body uh, activity. You begin to act out what it is you're you're thinking on. Okay, so um, when we th- that's that's why when we think about renewing your mind, it's so important. And we might think that really deliverance doesn't make you a new person. This is very important. Deliverance simply brings you to ground zero. If you're empty-headed, if your treasure, if the treasure of wisdom within you is very small and you have demon problems sexually, alcohol, fear, offense, bitterness, control, food, gluttony, whatever. You You name the dysfunction. And dysfunction, you know, again, remember, a dysfunction doesn't have to control you all the time. We're not talking about demon possession. We're just talking about a little bit of oppression, a little bit of, you're a little bit out of balance. I know lots of men that appear to love sports more than they do the Lord. I would say they're a little out of balance. Other men appear to love cars more than they do the Lord. I would say they're a little out of balance. You follow what I'm saying? Many Christians seem to love food more than they love the Lord. Some love exercise more than they love the Lord. It just seems. It just seems by appearance. The truth is they're just a little out of balance, right? And so we might say that there's a little bit of an influence that is driving them to a degree, affecting them, okay? So, uh, and it's tied together somehow with the way they think. Now, if we get that person delivered and they still have a lack of wisdom about a lack of a renewed mind a lack of wisdom uh with regard to proper habits proper relationships how to how do h- how do you handle a relationship uh you know today uh Jasmine had somebody cut her off right on the railroad tracks and then like make these obscene gestures at her and honk their horn for 10 minutes you know 10 seconds um, so, and then Joel had, you know, we're coming off of Sunday's sermon, overcome evil with good. Well, they both had great challenges today in overcoming evil with good. And so I would, I was telling them at dinner, well, now honeys, we <laughs> remember we were here and that we're supposed to overcome evil with good. So, so once we get into a little bit of a delivered state where we don't have this oppressive presence, Ministering to us, driving us into imbalance, do we have the foundation for balance? Life throws you a lot of curves, but remember, there's actually a diabolical plan behind those curves. So many things that are coming our way are preconditioning us, they are meant to sabotage our thinking. See, before your future really gets sabotaged, your thinking will be sabotaged, or you'll find that circumstances are set up to move you into a way of thinking. So then we become bitter, we become negative of thought, we become unbelieving, we become despairing of hope. And in order to cope with life, then we need tools. We need special tools, new tools. I call them workers employees, temp workers from Labor Ready. Yeah, we bring on these particular expressions or thoughts or processes so that we can handle the bummers of life. And most all of this is happening before we come to Christ and learn there's a better way, there's a higher way, there's a God way to live. Well, thank you for tuning in to Recover Life and to Restored Life Radio. We hope you'll enjoy today. We're going to talk about renewing the mind and of course, how these things get started in the first place, negative thoughts, negative perspectives. We hope that you'll keep coming back to Restored Life Radio every Sunday, 1130. Tell your friends about it. Join us at the Restored Life Institute. We're right off of the freeway in Fife. We're meeting right now every Thursday night. We've been going since 1997. It's not a new ministry. It's something, though, that we're now releasing into the whole Puget Sound area, hoping that you'll find life, you'll find restoration, and you'll find encouragement. So join us on Thursday evenings in five blocks off of the freeway, exit 137, there at the Restored Life Institute. God bless, and we hope you enjoy the program today. If we don't have the foundation for balance, the foundation for balance is truth, right? If I've been thinking wrong for 15 years and acting wrong out of a bit of dysfunction, and we know that there's been a demonic influence tied to that wrong thinking, that disbelief, or that misbelief. We know a demonic presence has been tied to it. I renounce that, come through deliverance, come into a state of freedom. I haven't built my bank account. I don't have necessarily assets within my bank account of wisdom. We're talking about the treasure in your heart. I don't necessarily have the assets within my bank account to do what is right if I come back under test, trial, persecution. Remember, the enemy, your adversary, is watching for an opportune time to snag you back into something old, and he's watching for an opportune time that's produced under pressure. Because usually where we cave is under pressure. And we will take the same exit that we used to take and head right back down an old road that we used to travel, even though we just got free, because it's a familiar road and we haven't built an arsenal or an asset bank, a treasure within our heart of what to think and what to say. This is why, uh, this is why renewing the mind is a part of recovery. Uh, this is why we don't just practice deliverance and then we're done. Because deliverance does not give you a foundation for living. It just sets you free from being taken captive. Now, the beautiful thing, the good thing about most of you that, have, that, are, that are believers uh, and that you've been in the Word in church, you've heard the Word for a season... Most all of us in the church that have been in the church, in the word, around the word for a season, most all of us actually have more word in us than we are able to apply. So it's almost like you've got treasure in your heart, but you can't access it. It's almost like having uh, money in a bank account that's restricted funds. You can't get to it. This is the way it is for many believers, many people in the church who've gone through class after class, they've sat in their teaching after teaching, but when pressure comes, when situations come in life, they end up going back down the same off-ramp and acting out of the carnal or the lower levels of wisdom, right? James says there's wisdom from above and there's wisdom from beneath, Right? He says the wisdom from above is peaceable, pure, reasonable, merciful, willing to yield, sown in peace by those who make peace. He says the wisdom from beneath is earthy, sensual, and demonic. He says wherever there's bitterness and envy, there will be disorder, confusion, and every evil thing. This is James chapter 3, 13 through 17. Everybody say that with me. James 3, 13 through seventeen. Now close your eyes and get a picture of it while you say it. James three thirteen through 17, seventeen describes the wisdom. Stay with me. Describes the wisdom from below and the wisdom from above. Two kinds of wisdom. Now the reason that we take that exit ramp and go back down a lower level of wisdom pathway, the reason often why we do that is because of demonic presence. For those of us that are old season believers, we know better. We've actually heard the word. uh, We've heard instruction about particular things uh, maybe a hundred times, right? So one thing that we know about older seasoned believers that though you can't apply all of the truth you know that truth could be resident in you you could have a restricted account that you just can't to, get to because there's demonic presence blocking you so when we do deliverance with you or you practice self deliverance what you find all at once the things you've heard by His stripes we were healed, First Peter two twenty four. The things that we've heard, you've heard for fifteen years and stumbled over for fifteen years, you suddenly can believe it. You suddenly can believe it. Suddenly you don't have what James would call a double mind. Am I making sense? In Isaiah 55, we see God saying that he has a way of thinking, and we have a way of thinking. He says that his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know, this is one one of the greatest things that we can do, is choose the thoughts of God. We need to run to the thoughts of God instead of away from the thoughts of God, because the way God thinks will produce the results of God. And whatever is born of God, 1 John 5, 4, will overcome. We've got such a great coach in the Holy Spirit, such a great coach in the Word, such a great coach that when we allow Him to renew our mind, reprogram our thinking, there's nothing that we will not be able to do. The things He's put into our heart, the things that He's planted and deposited us, He will coach us into seeing the fruition, the reality of those very things. I know that your heart is just like mine. You want to overcome every sabotaging thought and sabotaging reality. And choosing God's thoughts is a key to that in matthew four four Jesus said, "Man will not live by bread alone." What he was saying was that we need something higher that there's a higher bread." He said, Man will not live by every bread alone but or by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's my heart for you, that's my thought for you, and that's what God has for you. God has words. God has special." Words in his word, that's Logos, and his special words to you, that's Rhema, wherein he wants to guide you, direct you, and coach you into renewal, into restoration, into recovery, getting back on your track A, your path A, and off of those detours over there in path C and path B and path D. Did you know you can do that? That's what God has for you. God has restoration for you. Restoration is not getting back to where you were. Actually, restoration might be getting back to where you never were. So remember that as you think about God and his purpose and his greatness for you. Restoration is getting back to the Eden you've never even had. God bless you. Join us and visit our website. Would you do that? dot. NewHCC.com. Come visit our website at NewHCC.com and join us on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock at New Horizon. New Horizon is the sponsor of the Restored Life Institute, Restored Life Radio, and Recover Life 12-step ministry. All that we're doing, we're doing it because God's led us to be a blessing to you. Now enjoy the program, and we'll see you soon. A double mind is often, we're talking about renewing the mind, a double mind is often the symptom of the presence of another voice, another identity, another me, an unclean identity superimposing itself on you, pretending to be you, and you keep yielding to it and allowing it to have presence. When you dismiss that false identity, when you dismiss that lying voice, when you dismiss that contention, that argument that's arguing against who you are in Christ and what the Word has said, which is incorruptible seed, which will reproduce after the nature of God, when you, when you dismiss that presence, then it suddenly releases you, this seasoned believer, to step into a renewed mind, that you've struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled to have all along. So when we talk about a renewed mind, we're talking to two audiences in the same room. We're talking to some of us in some cases who just really need to acquire more wisdom with regard to what God does say because his word is supreme. His word is eternal. His word is incorruptible. His word is the source of renewing our mind. His word is what we need to fix our mind on and let his word be like the the Fed, the Federal Regulatory Commission. Did you know we have a Fed building in right downtown Tacoma? Ron Bentley, one of our former church members, used to drive armored car uh, for them, and at times he would take $500,000 down to the Federal Reserve Building at one time, and drop it off out of his armored car. Five hundred thousand dollars he had to handle out of his car, out of his armored car, and they they inspect those bills, and they are the ones that determine if the bills, if if all of those bills are truly credible bills that have been issued by our treasury. Okay. And and this is why we submit every thought to Jesus. This is why we submit every thought to the Word. This is why even though the Word does not contain every thought that you'll think, the Word is the Federal Reserve Commission. The Word is the regulatory supreme standard by which you will measure all of your thoughts. And if all of your thoughts come into alignment, come into agreement, and yield to a congruency with the Word, then those are valid Thoughts for, for and from the new creation. If your thoughts do not yield to and come into conformity with the Word of God, then those thoughts are corruptible thoughts. Those will not pass the litmus test of the Federal Reserve Commission that has been set up in and through the Word. And so that those thoughts, if examined by the Holy Spirit, would be rejected by God. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? What I'm saying is is that not every thought you'll think is in the word, but the governing power of the Holy Spirit to help you determine good thoughts and bad thoughts is in the word. Right? So first, uh, so Ephesians 1, three, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. I don't care how you break the Greek out in that passage. Every means every. Blessed means blessed. We means those who've entered into Christ. So, so there are passages after passages after passages like that that help you determine whether your thoughts fit into the scope of what is powerful, life-giving, acceptable, and incorruptible. If you if you begin to think thoughts that some blessings don't belong to me, some blessings in the spirit realm, some blessings in Christ, some blessings aren't quite mine, some blessings won't happen till the millennium or some blessings this, some blessings that you've begun to enter into error because we can find scriptures like this that tell us that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. If you begin to think thoughts that it's the only it's only the messianics. Uh, Jews that have entered into certain blessings, or it's only true Hebrews that have entered into certain blessings. If you begin to think those kinds of thoughts, then you simply go to Ephesians chapter one and you begin to see where he clearly says no once uh, ephesians two once we were aliens to the promises, we were foreigners to the promises, but now by the blood of Jesus, we have been brought near. And back to Ephesians 1 3, and therefore we are blessed with every spiritual promise or every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. You follow what I'm saying? So the word gives you a framework for good thoughts, powerful thoughts, wise thoughts, supreme thoughts, high level thoughts. Um, so this here, with regard to things that we would think about, like for instance, uh, the spokes of life, the trees of life, and this isn't totally parallel uh, to that, but these things are relevant uh, to the way we think. If we look at this, let's look at the first thing, okay? How about my body? How about my body? Well, a lot of folks get the, get thinking bad thoughts about their body. They don't like their body. Did you know if you don't like your body, you won't take care of something you don't like? you won't take care of something that you don't like. If you will yield to the truth that your body is something you should like, then it will begin to reshape your thoughts toward care for it because you care. I take better care of my Jeep. Hello. I should have said it this way. You probably take better care of your Jeep than you take care of your body. You follow what I'm saying? I mean, some some people don't like their body, okay? So what's the truth about your body? Now, uh, you can see this is supposed to be another column over here, but there wasn't room for point number one. This is supposed to be another column. What is Satan's lie? Or, slash, you might say, what have I thought in the past? Or, what does the enemy want me to think? You follow what I'm saying? You've been listening to Restored Life Radio. For more information on the Restored Life Institute, contact us at 253-922-1502.